So welcome. My name is Lauren Hawker-Saffer and as the Head of Education and Training here at Squirrel, I welcome you to our podcast series and educational session today. In this particular episode on what is an Insight Engine, we've been graced with the presence of a long-standing member and talented Squirrel engineer, Dr. Moritz Muller. Moritz has been with Squirrel for the past three and a half years and currently resides in Singapore as the head of product. Welcome, Moritz. Thank you, Lauren. Uh, good to be here and good to be speaking to you. Excellent. So again, thank you for being with us today. It would be great if we could start the conversation just by finding out what brought you to this point in your professional career and maybe a little bit about what you personally enjoy most about working in this exciting space. Yeah, that is an, an excellent question. And I had just been this week reflecting uh, about exactly that topic. So um, I think it really was a number of coincidences that had moved me to being working now in the insights engine space, um, coming from with an academic background in geophysics. Um, I started after getting a PhD to work in financial services and data analytics there um, and kicked it off um, in a consulting company before switching over to Squirrel. And in the meantime, I've seen so many different use cases around data analytics where Squirrel was used for data analysis, analysis uh, be it unstructured structure with all kinds of components um, from very basic algorithms that can be super powerful to more advanced stuff like machine learning and NLP. And it is super interesting to see how you can actually generate benefit and help users and business users by revealing certain structures or certain concepts um, in this data. And I see that in a, on a daily basis that when, whenever we speak with clients or potential clients, it's, it's really interesting to see how the, the AI part helps them to make more out of the data. And, and at the end of the day, also re receive better, better results and, and attract more business. Excellent. Interesting to hear. So obviously, you've touched upon the space that we're working in. And I want to chase that rabbit as we start to turn to our focal point today, which is, of course, as we've highlighted at the start, the Insight Engine. So maybe let's begin to unravel the layers together, I would say, and try to paint a vividly realistic picture of what an insight engine is for the audience that we have here today, Moritz. Um, with that, if we start maybe from an etymological point of view, how would you define the term insight engine? Or maybe simply put, what should we understand when we hear these two words? That is a good question because that is exactly what we need to be very clear on before we start talking about it. Um, for me, an insights engine is a technology component that allows you to make essentially the most out of your data. You should have an insights engine at the center of your whole data architecture. In big organizations, you have tons of data distributed about in, in different silos. Uh, they can be at many places. What I have observed in the past two years that right now a lot of banks are getting traction in understanding that the, the um, having data kept only in data silos is 
is preventing them from solving certain data analytics problems. So they started to introduce data lakes, uh, make data available inside of organizations for everyone to build on top of them. Once you've established this, you can, you should use an insights engine to enrich that data. Because typically you want to make sure that client information is tagged to the news, that it's enriched with the same concept across all the different kinds of data sources. And what an insights engine can do, it can not only allow you to, it could even allow you to be part of the data lake or to be the data lake, but it adds to the data lake by enriching it with key information that you need for any kind of project, analytics, notification, recommendation that you later on want to build on top of this. And that is exactly what the insights engine gives you. It gives you that framework to do the enrichments and to build on top of it. Interesting. So if we're talking about, obviously, this, this framework and you feel the necessity for this framework to enrich this data, I mean, I can see see the relevance myself, but I'm also starting to question the relevance that it plays in today's market. I mean, why now? What's so significant about this insight engine? Apart from maybe the component that you've mentioned that it should be a centerpiece at the architectural um, component that it's a necessity to enrich this this data. I mean, why should an organization invest in an insight engine? What we see is that very often, um, very often our clients or innovation managers um, that drive digital transformation in organizations, they face the challenge that they have a very clear idea of what they want to do, uh, what data they need and what they want to build from this. But unfortunately, too often, a majority of the budget is spent not on the actual analytics part, the, the value generation part, but on laying the foundation of getting the data, connecting to the data sources, making sure you have an entitlement handling correct, making sure you have understood of which clients are mentioned in this data or tagged to this data and where it comes from. And an insights engine allows you to do all of this. And you don't do it just once for a specific project, but you build it on your whole data and you can build a data fabric that gives you a head start the moment you want to solve specific data problems. And for me, the, the relevance of the insights engine is fundamental because you don't have to worry as an innovation manager that you need to get data, you need to have it enriched, you need to manage the entitlements, but you can right away start with the core of the problem and solve the actually the, the actual use case that is at the core of the question. So would you then say that the innovation manager is the key target for an insight engine? That is a good question. I think you need to really look at this from different angles. Uh, there is definitely a key component for, it's definitely a key component for um, uh, a chief um, data officer or also a chief innovation officer or a chief technology officer. They need to, they need to um, adopt the concept of the insights engine to be at the center of their data architecture on, on whatever they do. Uh, so in the bigger, bigger picture, they need to clearly have an insights engine as part of the architecture. But the insights engine itself is, of course, not only open for a CTO, CIO, and so on and so forth, but you 
also have a significant value add for business stakeholders, for product managers, for the data scientists. All of this have different perspectives. Um, and I'm happy to go into further detail, but let's just look, for instance, as a product manager. If you are a product manager inside of a big organization, you need to have a platform to allow you to build your technical product on instead of starting from scratch. You can use an inside engine with all the components that it ship with to build on top of this and manage, for instance, your model life cycles and so on. So from what I'm hearing, you find that it is a key component to, to build upon. Absolutely. Um, it is a key component to build upon. Um, let's say you have a data scientist that, uh, that analyzes data. Uh, you build a model, you build analytics. You don't want to have something that you do only once, but that is continuously analyzing newly incoming data. Let's think, for instance, about news or emails. You want to continuously run models on this. And an insights engine can give you the, the, the tool that you need to completely productize the setup, to set up a model, run it in a live dashboard, expose it to the business stakeholders. That's why it's so important to the business. They can give it to the actual relationship managers, for instance, to get live analytics on top of the data. And for the data scientists, the fantastic part is that they can just work now with the business stakeholder again to refine the model and have a quick and easy way to release an updated version of the model. All of those are capabilities that an insights engine should provide to you. Excellent. So I think that obviously in yourself, when you're touching upon the maybe smoothness and the accessibility and relevance that it's providing for these key individuals in an organization, and you're touching upon some of the capabilities that it's providing for a data science, that it's providing for a product manager, then I think it would be really interesting for us as an audience to understand the actual critical capabilities of the engine and maybe what the technical setup is. I mean, you've just sort of touched upon that, but I think it would be wonderful if you could elaborate on that so that we can really start to envision here what the setup looks like and what it is capable of. Yeah, to, to cover all the aspects of an insights engine would probably take quite a lot of time, uh, but um, <laughs> I think the best way to look at it is to be very concrete. Uh, what are some of the key functionalities that we need? So one of the big dangers that I observe when talking to um, business stakeholders, uh, data owners, data scientists in, in financial services is that you need to make sure that your insights engine is modular. You don't want to go in with a platform approach saying everything needs to be done on my insights engine platform. You need to make sure you provide the interfaces, for instance, to plug in any kind of external model. The data scientists, they will have their very personal preferences for the tools they use to build models. So you need to guarantee that the models they build can be run as part of an enrichment process of an insights engine. At the same time, an insights engine should also give you a tool for more for business um, analysts to build models without being exposed to too much code. Uh, that can enable them uh, a head start uh, whenever they start to build specific models. Imagine they can just go in and label sentences and click on build model out of this 
and immediately understand what I'm doing here makes actually sense because I can build them. They can later on still engage with the data scientists to do this. But this is another key component. Then you should guarantee that the whole architecture is built such that you can connect to the data sources. So you need to have the respective APIs. You need to make sure you honor data models. Insights Engine must fit in directly in the whole data architecture of an organization. You must connect the data lake. If you are not the data lake itself, you must collect, connect to external sources. You must be able to honor entitlements. You cannot just expose all the data to anyone that wants to work with this. You need to guarantee that only the data, that the people that have entitlement to see the data are exposed. At the same time, you want to make sure that the outcome of the results can be surfaced at any kind of dashboard and integrate the respective dashboards or the widgets that you need to visualize the data can integrate into the respective established solutions and software that is used. Let's say you generate customer analytics on top of call reports, on top of news, on top of documents, um, on top of structured data. You want to make sure that this information is serviced, for instance, in a CRM system. Uh, it is very bad experience nowadays that any business person has to go to three different kind of terminals, places to find information. An insights engine needs to guarantee that it's conforming this by providing the information where it is needed, because only then it is actually valuable. So there are so many components as part of this. All of them really matter. That is a really wonderful overview that you've provided us with. I mean, I think that obviously the the components that you've touched upon and the fact that it should be modular, you've spoken to us about the necessity for it to enrich data, displaying results, also dashboarding and delivering data to various touch points. How does Squirrel align with those capabilities that you have um, highlighted there? Of course, we try to be conform with all of those. We try to provide all of those functionalities. And, and sometimes it's not easy for us um, when, when we want to be, for instance, modular. Right? Um, it is very clear that uh, as a product company, you want to keep a user or your platform as long as possible. But I'm personally convinced that if you do this, you actually prevent adoption. And as a software company, adoption is key. So even if we can only be one step, the actual enrichment step, or even if a um, client wants to do with us purely the whole NLP components or machine learning classification components, we should be happy about this. And that is why me as head of product, my focus is really to guarantee that we are modular enough, that there is no fear from the business that they buy into a solution that makes them too dependent. I believe that by being modular and enabling the business to, to connect to any kind of service they already have, and also to be able for a data scientist to provide their customized models and still run them on our Insights Engine platform, we can provide a significant value to all the product managers, right? Because they, are, they don't need to worry about the dependencies. They don't need to worry about um, that suddenly a new data scientist comes in and says, I have a much better model, but I cannot deploy it on the Insights Engine platform. And at the same time, we guarantee that if the business comes in now and says, oh, we are switching our CM, CRM system from A to B, from Salesforce to Dynamics or the other way around, 
we can still guarantee that our plugins and dashboards work. And that is the key component for us. And we are trying to drive this. Um, I also believe that in the future, there will be, we talk a lot about low code and no code environments. I don't want to go into too much detail there. Uh, for me, the key value there is it gives you a head start. And that head start is key. It's not necessarily allowing you to more sophisticated models. But too often, I have business users or business stakeholders that come to me and say, look, we have a very clear idea of the problem. Uh, the business is a, has a clear understanding of what they want. But I don't have capacity for data scientists to kick off a complex process. And having such a tool, like we have, for instance, what we call our AI studio environment, where you can start off building model as a business analyst, is fundamentally important to unplug people that want to explore data analytics. And because we keep the whole setup so modular, a data scientist can later on still take that, that initially labeled data and that initial model and evolve it to an even better model and manage it over time because models drift to stay up to date. And that, for me, being aware of this component and managing it and keeping it modular, I think is something that we at Squirrel have now understood. And that is also how we ship our product. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've mentioned maybe some of the restraints or reservations that you come into contact with when talking to businesses and people involved in the decision of whether they want to implement an insight engine and maybe also trying to understand the sort of head start it gives them if they were to implement it. I mean, you've convinced me <laughs> by your argument there um, and obviously the factors that you've touched upon. But let's say I were in the position of having to sell the technology myself as well, having that understanding that you've provided to my internal stakeholders and budget holders. What fundamental do I need to understand there? And what do I really need to get them to understand? I mean, is it the emphasis that this tool will give you a head start? It's unblocking these resource constraints that you've mentioned, obviously, with concerns around having a data scientist um, to carry on, et cetera. What, what advice would you give those having to do this, Moritz? There are a few learnings. There are quite a few learnings that we had in the past years working with clients. Um, I think what is fundamentally important is whenever we talk about Insights Engine there, you, you come across the word AI, machine learning. It is very much about expectation handling. Uh, and I can tell you there can be very different expectations. Uh, expectations from business stakeholders, data scientists, from product managers. Uh, the key part is to be aware of those, to be aware how those expectations can be handled with Insights Engine as a technology from a technology point of view. Um, and very often also our users come to us and say, look, we want to, we have a problem, we want to solve this machine learning, but they don't even have enough data to solve this machine learning. So uh, for me, the, the key advice is an Insights Engine gives you the tools to unplug these people and keep all the expectations in control. So make sure that you have such a key framework because if you build a product internally and you deal with data, then all the tasks of data governments, data enrichments, entitlements, of model, model governments as well, of, of, and so on and so forth, you need to do them for your project. But instead of doing them just once for your project, 
put the whole thing in a framework, which can be an insights engine, so that you can leverage everything again on the next project. And I think that is, for me, a key advantage of using a tool such as Curl, for instance, that you start to do it in such a systematic way that it is not unique to the project that you're working on, but you can use all the puzzle pieces that you put together there to give you a head start for the next analytics project that you and I think that is important for me. That is really important for me. Um, and, and you will make every stakeholder, um, be it on the on the business, uh, the data side, you, you can convince these people by telling them and convincing them that once you do it systematically, you profit further from this time. So I think that that's really good advice to ensure that we can really manage the expectations of all people that will be involved in the implementation and the whole project itself. Um, obviously highlight and that it can provide a framework and that they can also leverage it in the future as something that should be convincing for a lot of individuals in the organisation. Now, in our podcast series, we always like to address topics realistically and candidly as well. So in taking this topic and ensuring that we can address it from all angles, I'd like to maybe look at it from a more reactive perspective and think about there's always challenges and obviously you've just spoken about the learnings um, that you've undergone in the last few years, it being not only a product owner, but obviously heavily involved in the implementation and conversations with clients, the delivery of such products. And from that, you have a wealth of experience. So I want to ask you, what are the key challenges? that we also need to highlight to other stakeholders, to project members, when we're thinking about the implementation and setup of, of an insight engine and an organization. Yeah, um, I think the key challenge, there are a few key challenges, and, and it really depends on which role you play, which, which are the main challenges that you will face. Um, for a business stakeholder, it might be why, why, how do I justify the return on investment on an insight engine? And, and a project, a single project alone might not do the job. You need maybe look at the bigger picture, saying the next one will be much cheaper because we do it properly. Um, if you look at the data scientists, it might be the same. You might need to um, do quite some convincing work to convince a data scientist that his buy-in into such a setup can help him later on to deploy and manage his models much quicker because he has a whole framework for this. Um, and at the same time, you want to make sure that uh, when you talk to the business, that they understand why you address it in a systematic way by leveraging an insights engine and not just build a very customized solution. Um, these are all things that, that one needs to look at. Um, there can be all kinds of challenges coming, coming that way. Um, I think the key part for me is that not to go in when you solve the problem by saying, this is the technology we need to use, but be open to it. An insights engine gives you the tools to solve the problem in the best way. Let the engineers deal with that. Um, manage that you get the buy-in to deliver the best solution and the best outcome for it. And you just need to demonstrate this once uh, because you will then also convince the budget holders that uh, their investment has been very wise because on all the future projects, they uh, will have much more time to spend on the actual data analytics part 
because a framework has been established for delivering such projects. Do you think that there's ever an element of fear of a lack of ownership? Do you see that as well? I think the possibility sense, of an emerging technology like an insight engine might take away the ownership of certain tasks for certain individuals. I, 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 there is, of course, a risk um, of, in, in terms of ownership. I think one of the things that is often forgotten is when you take an insight or you adopt an insight engine, it's not something that you deploy once and then it does the job forever. You need to make sure it's maintained. Uh, by maintained, I mean you need to make sure that the data connections uh, keep running. There might be some changes, that your enrichments are consistent, um, that you have the same enrichments across the different data sets, uh, that you guarantee that models that can be very project-specific or use-case-specific, that models that are typically drifting are maintained. So you need ownership. You very clearly need ownership. But by introducing this with an insights engine because you you can you have a central place where the components are being maintained i think it allows you to control the efforts much better and if the efforts are well defined and there's a clear framework the individual persons have much more time available to focus on their actual task be it model building for a data scientists uh, be it finding out about the relevant client activities for for user. Excellent, yeah. So, I mean, in in this short session, and um, I'm sad that we have to start to usher it to a close. Um, I think obviously we've covered a plethora of key benefits considerations, and also now should <laughs> have a wonderful understanding of what an insight engine is. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for sharing such valuable first-hand information, Moritz. And I'd also like to ask you in part, and if you want to share any final words that you feel we've maybe not exchanged or conveyed in this session up until now with the audience. Yeah, first of all, thank, thank you as well. Thank you for having me. And, and, and thank you for asking some very concrete questions. Uh, I think um, our... Um, clients and, and, and stakeholders out there, they can learn a lot from this. Um, I think one key aspect, maybe as a last lesson that I want to give along is that we had recently, I've read it on Gardner or so, um, if you look at the money spent on these data projects, uh, then for every dollar spent on, on building a solution nowadays, you spend up to $100 on, on maintenance, uh, implementation and so on and so forth. Um, and I think that is something you need to be aware of. And I also am fully convinced that an insights engine allows you to reduce that number that is required for maintenance and implementation because everything is streamlined and you have a whole framework in place to do these kind of things. And, and that might be in the long term one of the key benefits of, of you for, for you as an organization that you have as an outcome of adopting an insights engine approach. Excellent. I think that that's really good part and advice. I want to thank you, the audience, too, for listening today. If you want to or would like to find out more about the critical capabilities around the Insight Engine, then head over to the Squirrel Academy on learn.squirrel.com and access our educational materials.